Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 158, an episode uh, that promises to, I don't know, I have no idea. It might just, the the world is gray outside. I'm feeling a little gray today. I have a feeling that this episode is going to perk me right up, though, and I hope it does that for you as well. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... Stefan Hack. Is it very uh, super hazy over there right now? Oh, yeah. We're in the middle of smogist for the third it's, year in a row. Yeah. Isn't that cool that uh, that never happened when we were growing up as children? And it's happened three summers in a row now. Yeah. And it's just like it's like the new normal. Like every August, you can't go outside. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's very sunny and clear down here. I went up for a nice walk this morning. It's beautiful. But uh, yeah, yeah. Sucks, to, sucks about uh, where you guys are. Sure and does. the fires. I mean, the fires are bad. Like, all, all that. Yeah, it's stuff even worse down the U.S. coast, like Seattle. Yeah. You can't even see, like, 10 feet in front getting, of you. It's all getting blown down there, right? Yeah. yeah. I know Oregon. That is, is bad, usually too, where you get so. blown down there. <laughs> mm. Okay. All right. Oh. Okay. Hey, I'm John Cullen. <laughs> okay. And uh, summer sucks, so I'm fine to stay inside all the time. We have nothing to talk about right now. Summer's like, easily no- the worst season. I'm coming around on that, by the way. I'm totally coming it's around. It's too on that. hot, uh, which I don't enjoy. Spring Sports, is nice and refreshing. Yeah, spring's beautiful. Fall is nice. Wear September a has the best weather by yeah, far. Yeah, September's yeah. great shit. And everything else in the summertime is balls. I like playing softball. Other than that, summer can take a hike. Like, the only reason to not... I mean, not I guess I get the summer off. Like, I would rather have, like, December, January off, you know? The only reason to not like September is, like, it's back to school month. But now I work all the time, so that uh, doesn't mean anything. You don't care. Yeah. I guess that still affects you, though. Yeah, it's Does the worst month for me. I had a tweet about that yesterday. Uh, it sucks when you get to two weeks left in the summer, because then you go, like, oh, shit, there's only a Christmas break left of summer break. It's a devastating time for but, me. But you're looking forward to making money again on some level, right? Yeah, but I mean, I make money all the time anyway. That's true. So, I mean, yes, I don't make, I make the, the most money I make is from teaching, but I've had an okay summer. I've done okay. All right. Money wise. Because uh, I did that, uh, I did that ad. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I haven't been paid for it yet, but that's coming. Mm. And uh, I've done down some, Mayor McCheese. Done some shows. Yeah, well, yeah, the Hamburglar apparently <laughs> stole my stole my payout. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole. So anyway, uh, they have to go track him down. It's a tough. He's an asshole. That Why did McDonald's invent a guy who steals their own products? Because, yeah. because it's coveted. He can't no, get I mean, enough I, of them. I get that. Why not just have like a super fan who who legally purchases all your stuff and is like just this big fan who loves McDonald's. But you're, you have a guy who's a criminal. Yeah, you you're made, right. You made it. You, you, you created your, it's like how the U S created the, the Taliban. You know? <laughs> and Al-Qaeda, whatever, how they funded them. 
Like, I mean, why was, why was McDonald's funding the hamburger <laughs> back in the 80s? I agree. I mean, that's a great analogy. Okay, so I'm looking. I'm a little bit disturbed that there's a wiki for McDonald's. That seems. Oh, all, of course all, there is. That seems oh, already oh. a little bit weird. Uh, of course there is. There's a there's a wiki for like Mountain Dew. There's there's wikis for fucking. Well, everything. that's even worse. Uh, okay, I'm just I trying to figure before out. Before we get into the actual answer, though, John, I feel like to answer your question, Stefan, it's that the Fry Guys need to be controlled by fear. So I, I guess so, but why not just have Mary McCheese rule over them with like an iron fist and like <laughs> because he needs to appear benevolent so that they love him. So is the hamburger just is he not actually stealing stuff? Is he no? Just, he is. is. He so show? this is very funny, actually. Okay, so he first appeared in 1971 and was one of the first villains on the commercials. He was dressed in a black and white hoop shirt and pants, a red cape and a wine brim hat and black gloves. The primary object of theft was hamburgers, hence his name. His character, like Grimace, started out as a villain, only he was old, had a long nose, gray hair, and was called the Lone Jogger in some 1970s commercial sporting a that shirt. That makes him sound like a murderer. Absolutely. Uh, well, I was thinking even worse. Uh, <laughs> lone Jogger? Yeah, sporting a shirt that said Lone Jogger. Hamburglar spoke in gibberish, which was often translated by Captain Crook. I've never he was, heard of that character. Me what? neither. He was revised in 1985 when his look changed from a trollish old man to a redhead Dennis the Menace type child who spoke and wore a shorter brimmed hat and a black cape with yellow on the inside. He also wore red and white shoes to go with the look. The lone jogger red glove. sounds like uh, like the bad guy in like, I know what you did last summer. Like he just has like a fish hook that he's walking around gutting people with. Sounds, uh, I, I yeah, that's... I'm not a fan. I don't. I don't. I. I feel like I learned too much about this already. Did the hamburger kill people before uh, he was? Yeah. Before the rebrand. Yeah. He killed people. Yes. He was a cannibal, and then he his taste switched to hamburgers. I mean. So yeah. He is, is Mayor McCheese the only character in this world who's like a straight up uh, like a burger person? No, there's like the. Oh there yeah, a, this like, is the. Remember they rebranded Hamburglar yeah, yeah. in sexy, 2015. Sexy Hamburglar, yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. Millennial. But I, I thought, uh, I th- so there's Mary McCheese, but I thought kind of everyone who lived there has like a burger for a head. That's there's true. There's like, there's those fry twins or something yeah, yeah, that yeah. have yeah. like fries for hair. Yeah. There's the bird. Uh, yeah. His name I think is just Birdie. Uh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Birdie, Grim- Birdie the early bird who is yeah. who is done to I think a breakfast. Uh, Probably. Yeah. Breakfast there's Grimace. Thing. Uh, yeah, Grimace for sure. Who is Grimace? What Grimace used to be like a milkshake or something? Grimace was a villain at first, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So actually, it doesn't really say that she's she's just a person, Birdie. She's not, or like I mean, she's not tied to like promoting a specific. Okay thing let me see uh but i guess the lone jogger would be a murderer then stefan if everybody is made out of hamburgers has yeah. like a hamburger head then yeah. he's like taking their children ostensibly right or, or their eggs i guess maybe i mean i don't know what they how they if breed. a burger like grows up and to be a burger person yeah is it like an asexual thing do they just like split off so like- grimace uh <laughs> grimace was originally meant to steal milkshakes Okay. After the first campaign, the character was revised to be one of the good guys, and his number of arms was reduced by two. These commercials. What? He, he originally had four started arms? with four arms. Yeah. It's terrifying. And then originally, uh, these commercials and merchandise generally portray him as a well-meaning simpleton whose clumsy antics provide a comic foil to Ronald McDonald. Here's a sports tie, though. His last appearance. Grimace was last seen at Dodger Stadium on July 18th, 2012. 
at a game against the Philadelphia Phillies dancing to Ram Jam's 1977 classic Black Betty. Wait, after, is, Gr- is Grimace dead? After which yeah. he never appeared yeah, again. Yeah, Grimace is dead. He has a whole family, too, which is really weird. Ooh, it said, God. as time went on, Grimace's family was seen in commercials and the VHS series, The Wacky Adventures of Ronald McDonald. He has an unnamed mom, an unnamed dad, a grandma named Winky, a great-great-grandma named Jenny Grimace, and a possible brother named King Gongs, who rules over all Grimaces. In a 99 commercial for McDonald's, Grimace has two ants named Millie and Tilly, who Ronald mistakes for actual ants while on a picnic. While many family members have been mentioned, most heavily seen and mentioned is Uncle O'Grimacy, who came one month every year around St. Patrick's Day in March to bring shamrock shakes. This is... Uncle O'Grimacy. Well, now all these people have been put away into the vault now. We've gotten yeah. rid of oh my every God. single one of them. <laughs> How have I never seen this Uncle O'Grimacy guy? When was his last appearance? Uh, is he for like the Shamrock Shakes? Yeah, he comes, yeah. yeah, he comes in a, March for Shamrock Shakes. Here's Stefan. Like a I'll, big uh, green lump. He looks like a scrotum. Basically. I'll drop the picture into the Slack here, Stefan. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to It's check not. Uh, it's very fucking weird. So wait, what's Ronald McDonald's deal? Because he's just a guy. He's just a clown. That yeah, is he, like, but but where in, in terms of like the government, is he just kind of like a mascot? Like does he... Oh yeah, <laughs> in like, terms of like the m- like, municipal politics yeah. of uh, well, because I, I guess Mayor it's McCheese Burgerville. To, what are we talking yeah, about here? Mayor McCheese seems like more of like a king to me. Oh, it's McDonald Land, a fantasy land. Uh, okay, yeah, Ronald is uh, the chief happiness officer. Uh, it just says the uh, origin. Uh, blah blah blah. There have been online disputes over Ronald McDonald's original origins, with several people claiming stories other than Willard Scott. Willard Scott had played Bozo the Clown and was asked by McDonald's to play Ronald McDonald. Just seems like he was just like a clown. Like I don't think yeah. he has. Okay, let me look up. I haven't seen anything for Mayor McCheese here. So Damn, Uncle Grimacy looks like shit. Yeah, right. He's definitely a drunk. He's a drunk Irish dude. Uh, God damn, yeah, he looks terrible. Mayor McCheese is the mayor of McDonald Land, the magical world seen in McDonald's commercials. He has an enormous cheeseburger for a head. Uh, that's it. It just says he's the mayor, basically. And his voice was based on Ed Wynn. Yeah, so that's about it. He's the most corrupt politician in all of McDonald Land, which I, I don't really know what that the, means. Probably the only politician, from what I yeah, understand. Yeah, I mean, I don't know who's corrupting him. but Now, all these characters have been put into the vault, obviously. Yeah, they're but, all gone. But they're coming back, like... That McDonald's... It's, o- it's only a matter of time, right? Before they come back, I would have to think. Like, we're going to get 10 years down the line here, and they're going to make, like, uh, a McDonald's, like, cartoon again. Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, so, uh, the, the Fry Kids. I do. I remember the Fry Kids as a kid. Yeah, that's what I was talking I about remember- when I said the Fry Guys. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. So, there's the Fry Kids. Okay, so there's... What's Hamburger Patch? There's Officer Big Mac. Hamburger Patch... Oh my god. Hamburgers growing out of the ground on plants. That's horrifying. <laughs> Curiously, although the hamburgers which grow in the hamburger patch have eyes and are able to talk, Ronald McDonald, the hamburger, and other characters are still shown as picking and eating them. Oh all my right. God. The whole the, the only good thing that came out of all this was the McDonald Land video game, which was surprisingly what? excellent. They made a for what? What console? NES. Really, it's very good, actually. I think it's called McDonald Land Kids because you play you play as um, you play as, uh, as MC kids? kids, MC Kids. No, it's just okay. like these like two random kids, and it's like okay. a platformer, but it's like actually like very good. 
It stars two children who venture into the fantasy world of McDonald land in order to return Ronald McDonald's magical bag, which has been stolen by the Hamburglar. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, game. I kind of want to try playing this on the stream, maybe. Yeah, you should. It's, a, it's actually a good game. The game has seven different worlds. Each one starts out with a visit to a McDonald land character. However, unlike games such as Super Mario Brothers 3, simply defeating the various levels is not enough for success. Uh, McDonald's franchise imagery found in this game includes the various characters from restaurants and TV, McDonald's cards, and golden arches, all of which are variously available for plot advancement and as power-ups. Novel gameplay mechanics found in MC Kids include a spin device that turns the player upside down and reverses gravity, which I remember that being super cool, the ability to warp through the current level via a zipper, which is also dope, and a boat okay. that can be both ridden and carried. Okay, um, I kind of actually want to try this game. This sounds fun. It's actually like not bad. It got uh, six out of ten in Nintendo Life. Okay. Uh, it says Nintendo Life's retro gaming review scored MC Kids at six out of ten, finding it to have a generally uneven difficulty level, but colorful graphics, imaginative Sid and Marty Croft esque level and enemy design, innovative game physics, and an exceptionally jocular score. Here's something. So this was. Go ahead, Justin. A different version of the game was published for the Game Boy as McDonald Land. That was only released in Europe. Outside of Europe, it was rethemed for the Cool Spot franchise yeah, and was... released as Spot, the Cool Adventure. You may remember that's, that's the 7-Up seven seven up logo. Seven up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's spot, the Spot franchise. game was also good, too. Yeah. So yeah, it makes spot. sense that it was made by the same people. Do you guys remember when like tie-in games for like products and movies and shit were good? Yeah, one of the, like I think the DuckTales game is like one Amazing. of the best platformers What's of all of time. Same with like Lion King and, and Aladdin. Those are great games. Those are great Jurassic games. The Park game for uh, the Genesis was a lot of fun, oh, too. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, Tailspin. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, all the Disney games back then were, were fantastic. Yeah. What's Dale. the one? Chex Quest. That's uh, supposed to be. That was supposed to be fun. There's yeah. like a RoboCop versus Terminator game for yeah. uh, Genesis back in the day. That was pretty. Like dope I too. can't remember the last good, the last good movie tie-in game I've played, and it wasn't even like a movie tie-in. Like when I consider a movie tie-in game to be like based on the movie itself, not just a property from the movie. Yeah. So like this technically doesn't count, but. Um, that alien game where you have to hide from the alien the whole time. Okay. Don't think uh, I and it's, it. like, it's like first person. It's alien. I got to look this up because it's, it's terrifying. I heard the it's Space like, Marines alien game was just fucking awful. That was one of the worst games of all time. Yeah. No, this was. Uh, aren't the, uh, the Lego movie games are supposed to be good, aren't they? Those I think are well, okay. Well, yeah. I don't know that that's. I think those games were out before the movie came out. And that, like, they just had, they make, like, Lego versions of, like, Harry Potter and right. Star Wars and right. Marvel and any, like, you know, property okay. that you've ever heard it's of. Called, it's called Alien Isolation. Oh, yeah, yeah, and It's, the whole point of the game is that, like, you can't kill the alien and you're exploring this abandoned space station. You play as Ripley's daughter. Okay. So it is, like, sort of connected to the movie, but it's not, like, based on any actual film from the alien franchise but the whole point of the game is to just like sneak around and not get killed by the alien and the alien is like it like learns so if you you can't like do the same thing twice necessarily like if you hide in a locker and then sneak along and get killed later on and and respawn and try and hide in that locker again the alien might find you in that locker that time in a oh, that's similar cool. vein yeah. A, a game that's like uh, an extension of the movie universe, but not like a, an adaptation of the movie. Did you ever play uh, the Chronicles of Riddick Escape from Butcher Bay? No, but apparently that game is fantastic. That game is 
<laughs> outstanding. Yeah, like, I remember. It, I remember the reviews being like, "This game is like fucking great. It's like the game of the year." Like, yeah, it was and it's good. Just like a sequel that was an Xbox game. Yeah, uh, like with the voices of Vin Diesel, and I think Exhibit was one of the main characters. Hell yeah! yeah. It was. It just so- doesn't. It doesn't happen anymore. That. That you have tie-in game. I mean, people can can write in and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like I don't recall a recent, like Alien Isolation was like 2014, but again, not like based on on directly on a movie. Like, when is the last game that was directly based on a movie and like follows the plot of that movie? When is the last good version of that game to come out? Yeah, Gold, Goldeneye. Yeah, Goldeneye is actually shockingly faithful. I found yeah, that when is, I yeah. when I when I go back and watch the movie, which I hadn't in ages, I saw it maybe I don't know four or five years ago. Yeah. It was just like holy shit! Like right down to the level design, like everything. This game just nailed it somehow. The, the thing with Even Golden the music I, is the same. I replay like I there's a version of it that you can play now where it has like actually good controls and it's just like a million times better because let's be honest, the Golden Eye controls fucking suck. They are so bad. Why? Because it's because well, especially now that everyone is used to like the the dual sticks. Yeah, thing. the dual sticks for sure. Ob- like just, I, I'm saying like back then they would whatever like that was your only option. Well, but, like, Goldeneye did have the one where you could plug in two controllers and play dual sticks right, with two which controllers, is, which is insane. <laughs> but, but like just going back, like I tried to play it recently on N64, and like you can't like you can't relearn. That style of yeah, game. Yeah, you need to have three arms, basically. It's impossible, because, like, what, what was the whole thing? Like, you use the, you, like, move and, like, look with the same stick, or you look with, like, the C buttons or something? Well, no, so you, so your your target is always straight ahead. Yes. And then it has, like, an, a magnet auto-aim if a yeah. guy pops into screen, and then if you want to, and then you can strafe with the C buttons, and then if you want to specifically aim and move your cursor, you hold the R trigger. Like, those are, we can admit it, like, just now in the cold light of day in 2018, those are bad controls. Yeah. Those yeah, I guess in comparison controls. to what they have now, but I beat 00 Agent, like, five years ago, maybe, oh. and I didn't find it to be, like, uh, yeah, ha- I think hampering. It's just, you get used to it. Going back to it now, it's like, ho- holy shit. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't do it. I feel I, like... I, I, we talked about this like almost two years ago or so, but I just fucking hate the N64 controller in general. It's terrible. I okay. I I don't hate the controller, but there are. It's not meant for first-person shooters at all. It's not meant for anyone. It's not meant for human arms. Well, well I don't I, think that's true. I mean, controllers aren't meant for your arms. <laughs> first of all, I mean, we can talk about well, that. Well, nobody has three hands, is what I'm saying. Really, the power glove was really the only thing meant for a human arm, and we so saw we, how that went. Or, or the uh, Super Nintendo bazooka. Oh extension. yes, the scope. Yeah, yeah that you're, super, that you're throwing that over your arm. The for super sure. scope. We've definitely like discussed like what our our best all time controller is on the show, but just to reiterate, my best all time controller is the PS4 controller. Yeah, I'm changing my mind. On yep. what I, I have a new addition to this okay. list, and I think it's right. I think the Nintendo Switch Pro Controller yeah. is the best controller. No, that's a, that's a great controller too. It's I would go so with the, comfortable, and I like the weight of it. The PS4 controller for me has a better weight, and it's uh, it's a bit more like form fitting. But to me, the thing that I like about it the most is that they took the previous PlayStation controllers, which sucked ass and felt like flimsy pieces of shit, and imp- it was so for me, it's more. <laughs> 
how much they improved on the previous iteration of the controller. The previous PlayStation controllers, I don't understand why people let... Those controllers felt like dollar store bullshit garbage. Yeah, they were terrible. Those were bad controllers. They weighed next to nothing. Yeah, they're so, there's so no, like, light. There's no heft to them at all, which you, you need heft in a controller. And I don't understand people who... Like, that's why I never got a PlayStation up until the PS4. Because I was like, I'm gonna look at the next generation of consoles, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision here, and I might switch. We'll see. Because like I did like I wanted to try the uh, you know uh, the the official PlayStation games that were only on PlayStation, mm-hmm. and then I tried both the controllers, and I was like, well, the Xbox One controller is fine, but it's basically just the 360 controller, and there's not like that much of a change. And like I like the 360 controller, but then I tried the PS4 controller, and I was like, well, this is not only better than the Xbox controller, but a thousand times better than the previous PlayStation controllers. So, like, if they made that much of a, a positive change with the controllers, how much better is the console? And I was right. So, <laughs> I feel like my vote previously, the last time we talked about this, was, uh, like, the Xbox S-type controller. The slightly smaller one. Yeah, right? yeah, it was yeah, right yeah, up yeah. at the top of my yeah. power rankings. But I will, I, will, uh, I will change my vote and go PS4 as well, which yeah. I only got the system because both of you had one, and it just seemed like... Oh, play online games. It'll be fun. And I almost never play online games on it ever. Uh, but the main reason I bought the system is that the Spider-Man game is uh, going to be PS4 only. That's, and that finally out. comes out in like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be good. That'll yeah. be a lot. Is it really only PS4? Yeah. Damn. And wow, that's, that's, it's uh, been uh, a long time coming. It, yeah. That's a that's a great movie port, the Spider-Man oh, Two yeah, game from okay. back in yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah. There's a good one. That's... It got super repetitive after a while, but it was one of like the first games to do like the open world sandbox style gameplay outside of GTA. Yeah, it did get repetitive, but it was also kind of like a precursor to like Arkham Asylum where there was combat and you could like learn new combat moves and stuff and like But like at the same time, how many times is this kid going to lose his fucking balloons? Oh my god. I mean, that was the worst mission for sure, but like <laughs> to me the, the best thing about that game is climbing to the top of the Empire State Building and jumping off and dying. Yeah, yeah. I hope we can do that in the new one too. I'm, oh, yeah. I, th- I hope so. I hope they have like kind of throwback references, like there is a balloon mission at some point. And, like... <laughs> but yeah, no. Remember, that was, uh, uh, that was remember when game. you got your PS4 and you had to sleep on on your couch for a week? I do remember that. <laughs> it was only one. It was only one night. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was more than one night. No, it was one night, but that night happened to be New Year's Eve. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that know. was some good shit. Well, things worked out uh, as they're supposed to, I suppose. I, I mean, PS4 I w- is still here, and she's gone. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're not really there, there's no sports to talk about this week. But I'm enjoying. We went from McDonald's, went to this. Like this, this to me is like this is podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> to, quote Anakin, talk- to quote Anakin Skywalker, now this is podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we? There's nothing going on right now other than the Little League World Series. And who cares Which, about it's that? It's been kids. fun. Who gives a no, shit? No, I mean Canada. So Canada upset Mexico. right? Canada yeah. knocked off Mexico yesterday. They were supposed to play. Hey, and Puerto I'm not Rico talking about today. how like Donald Trump upsets Mexico. If you know what I'm saying, just some. Uh, uh, hey, I see. What they I upset see. them in the in the baseball game. Yeah, and then yeah. their game today yeah. against Puerto Rico got canceled because of yeah. rain. So uh, I don't. It's been fun to follow them, and it just gives me something to uh, cover on uh, my show every day here because. Who boy! Outside of that, it's uh, it's a lot of CFL and that's and not too a bad. whole lot else. Cause fuck, like what? It's nothing even going on in the NHL. Hunter no. Shinkarik got traded to Montreal. Oh really? Someone he still has a contract with an NHL team. Signed with Montreal as soon as he got traded. Well, wow. 
Matt Matt Sakaris, uh did I say his name right? Sakaris? Yeah, Sakaris. Matt Sakaris tweeted, and I don't. So I don't think he necessarily tweeted this as like a defense of Jim Benning. It's just like it's a it's true. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Well, the the Shankarik Granlund deal has to go down as one of Jim Benning's best trades," which is which is true. But also, if that's one of your best trades, you're very bad at trading. Yeah. Like, Marcus if, if, Granlin if, could very well be on waivers by the end of next month. Marcus Granlin would not be on, like, I would say there's 20 other teams on the NHL that he would not be playing on. Yeah. He's not, he's not very good. But everybody just says, oh, he's adapting to having to play a defensive role. He's, no, he's just terrible. Yeah. I, I, so it's, to it's, me it's, I guess, it's, a side effect of playing with Brandon Sutter also. But. Yeah, so I, I don't, but I don't think Sakaris was, was, was tweeting that out as like a defense of Jim Benning. It was more kind of like a general statement. And you get the Benning defenders being like, yeah, like finally someone sees it. And it's like, dude, like that, that's not, so like Mike Gillis's best trade, the Airhoff trade, right? So compare that to the, like, it's, that's so, you know, I, I, now I think we're, okay, we're going to talk about uh, some Jim Benning stuff here because the other thing I want, I don't think I brought this up on the show before, but I sent you guys that article about uh, when Jay Feaster got fired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's in the hockey news or something. And the headline is literally something like uh, uh, Jay Feaster drafted well, but uh, trades and free agent signings undid his, his like good work or whatever. And you look through it and it's like you can plug in the names of, of Benning's draft picks in there. And it's it reads exactly the fucking same. And this like, is Feaster getting fired in Calgary, right? Not Tampa. In Calgary, yeah. So it has like, oh, he drafted a, a Hobie Baker winning center in Johnny Goudreau, who's obviously, I'm not drawing the, like, Gaudette mm. is not as good as Goudreau, obviously, but he won the Hobie Baker, and he's touted as like one of Benning's big draft wins, and he is. But like, Jay Feaster drafted fucking Johnny Goudreau in the fifth uh oh! bad his. Oh, uh, you just you became got, you so did, passionate, Stefan, yeah. that you just glitched out. Oh, no, did it? Did your it, did, your did internet it couldn't handle the yelling. Yeah. No, I saw I saw you guys freeze there for a second, so I was like, oh, did I just did I just go out there? How do I sound? He drafted Johnny Goudreau in the fifth round, I think is what you said, and it's yeah, still to save his job. Yeah. So he dra- yeah he drafted Johnny Goudreau in the fifth round, which is a better draft pick than any of the ones Jim Benning has made. Include like including the the Besser pick is great, but that was still a twenty third overall pick. And yeah, that's that not save even his job. you can't even compare those two picks. No, uh, getting Goudreau in the fifth round is a fucking insane win, and that wasn't enough to save his job. On so like he arguably did like a better job of drafting, mm-hmm. and was still fired. Now the funny thing to so me is, so what is that? Yeah, friend of the show yeah. Ryan Lambert wrote uh, for Yahoo Sports last week that like you know the Canucks have been stuck in the Calgary Flames or like Dave Nonis era. Toronto Maple Leafs mode of like thinking they're better than they are year after year after year every year for quite a while and I saw a bunch of people react to that article in fact we had them on the radio to talk about it and my hosts were even like well how are they supposed to know at the time like this is all 2020 revisionist history looking back in hindsight it's like no how long have we been saying this that this is what they are that they are the, the 2009 Calgary Flames, that they're the 2012 Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, the entire time this regime has been in control. It's not revisionist history no. when you've been saying this for four years straight. And everyone predicted that the best-case scenario for this team would be Calgary and Toronto of the early to mid-2000s. Just, just spinning your wheels, going nowhere, maybe sneaking in as the eighth seed and getting destroyed. And... Oh look, 
that's exactly what's happening, mm-hmm. if not worse. Like, uh, like they haven't even gotten to that point yet. Is the thing. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the best case scenario for for them this year in their mind is sneaking in at the eighth seed and getting fucking pasted in the first round. Well, and which isn't going to happen. They're going to be dog shit. This there year. are there are bigger crowds in Rogers Arena right now than there might be all season <laughs> long because Vancouver is hosting the uh, Dota Two world championships there's like millions of dollars at stake in this oh yeah i think it's I like mean, 33 million dollars is going to be handed out in rogers arena this week yeah no esports is uh is a is a huge huge deal it's like dota 2 uh overwatch all that oh. shit it's millions of dollars at stake. what does dota stand for again defense of the asexuals De- well okay. <laughs> <laughs> Defense of the Ancients, but that's the one type of video game that I've never gotten into either is uh, is MOBAs, uh, which I massively... No, what does it stand for? Online. Massive online... Battle? Arena? Bastard asexuals. Multiplayer uh, online battle arena. So it's there's just League like of f- Legends, Dota... So yeah, it's um, like a 45-degree uh, camera angle, top-down, point-and-click, yeah. fantasy like the, fighter. Like the Diablo-style camera. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I... Part of it is that I don't necessarily like playing online games. Like, it's too stressful for me. I'll play Jesse. Yeah, I know. Ever since I bought a PS4, it's been... You just hate playing online (laughs) games. Yeah, I don't play online games at all. (laughs) I'll play... Well, I've I've been playing, like, Destiny 2 recently uh, because I got a free code for it. And that game's fun. Like, it does... It sort of reminds me of, like, old Halo multiplayer. And I I can deal with that. But Dota 2 and and League of Legends, like, it's so toxic like the chat environment that like as a new player coming into it, you just, you're just not going to enjoy yourself at all because you're going to have to deal with the chat to coordinate how the game is going. And they're all just going to be telling you to kill yourself. And like, and it, <laughs> I don't know, it just doesn't seem like that fun of a game either. Like just that style of game. Like it's I don't so repetitive. It. Yeah. But it's like the most popular game type in the fucking world. Yeah. And so. people just love watching it, which is baffling to me. I mean, in fairness, I watch people play Hearthstone. So yeah, I guess that's, insane to most like normal brained people yeah um but for me that part of it is just like i really like that game so like i you know if you like dota you're gonna like watching people play it i guess but then i like first person shooters and i don't really like watching people play first person shooters so i don't know it's weird i think with hearthstone and i guess maybe with dota is you can just kind of have it on in the background you know like hearthstone i'll have it on and and it's more the people playing it who are like talking and shooting the shit and i'll I'll watch for that. Well, I w- I'm very curious. I, I'm sure there's photos that have been released. If I looked it up on Twitter, I could probably check right now. But just to see what, like, the inside of Rogers Arena looks like right now. It's crazy. It's going to be nuts, this, yeah. Because they thing. had League of Legends. The League of Legends championships were, like, two years ago at Pacific Coliseum. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Patrick so this Johnson is even posted bigger. a photo. Yeah. I'll put it up here. Yeah, it's crazy. It. Like, they've got these, like, giant, uh, the giant screens in the middle. And then, uh, yeah, this is what it looks like. Oh, my God. It's like a Pokemon Stadium arena. Um, are there, so are, is it a world championship or is it the North American championship? I think it's the world championship. Wow. Yeah, that's huge. That's going to be really big. Uh, here, Stefan, I'll post that in the. Uh... I will say, though, I was talking <laughs> to uh, a former guest and friend of the show, Devang Desai, about this the other day. And, uh, he just said, like, the, the energy cost of hosting something like this. Because they are just keeping these servers on all day, every day, for the entire time that this is happening. Like, the amount of uh, power being expended to host this event 
his word was staggering. And I would believe it because yeah. I live right next to Rogers Arena, and I've been living there for close to a year now. Uh, and this is the worst event I've ever had to deal with. Like, I've had all day, three-day weekend EDM festivals just thumping out of control for three days straight at, like, BC Place that didn't bother me as much as this event. And it's not like there's any sound coming from inside the building. They just have so many trucks outside. Yeah. The, like, there are more trucks for, for the setup of this event, like 30 more trucks than there are for, like, Metallica's world yeah. tour. Which now, is, is this during – so it looks like it's not actually that crowded in there in this photo. So I'm guessing – Well, this is, like is just a setup photo, yeah. So okay, it said yeah. – this is not technically, I guess, the world championship. It's just like a – it's a big tournament, essentially. It's the international, so, so it probably sounds like invitational. Yeah, it says it's the it's a year-long series of tournaments that award qualifying points with the top eight ranked teams get a direct invite to the tournament, and then ten more teams earn invites through qualifiers held in June. And then the group stage and the main event are played at Rogers Arena. The prize pool is crowdfunded, and the total this Holy year shit. is twenty-five million. Holy shit! Holy, what the fuck? The twenty-five top, million U.S. Twenty-five million U.S. and the top team wins ten million. By the way, that's the largest Holy in shit. esports history. It said. God yeah. damn, that's so crazy. So yeah, so they had the group stages earlier this week. So the main event, it looks like, kind of started today, maybe because it's got the quarterfinals here. Um, but yeah, it's so crazy. But yeah, they've just got these trucks that are parked on the street on like Griffith's Way, right outside my window, that I guess are filled with like fans or something, just to like mm -hmm. keep the servers cool. And those things are going all day, every day, night and day, 24 hours a day. For like five days before the event even started. I was hoping this thing was going to be over on Sunday because it's driving me insane. And I got into work on Monday and realized it hadn't even fucking started yet. Uh, it's just like so loud. It sounds like there is a street sweeper that has just left its sweeper thing on. And it's parked outside of my window all night long every fucking day. It's, uh, I cannot wait for this to be over. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. Like, so Team Liquid won it last year, and they're like yeah. a well-known thing. They're a huge esports because they have like an Overwatch team. They have a Hearthstone team. Yeah, exactly. Like they, yeah. So they they're founded in the Netherlands, and they have teams for Brawl Stars, Clash Royale, Counter Strike, Dota, FIFA, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, League of Legends, PUBG, uh, StarCraft Two, Street Fighter, Super Smash Brothers, and Rainbow Six. So whoever like runs this team, oh yeah, this that's right. Magic Johnson owns part of it as well. Uh, uh, Magic Johnson, sorry, as well as uh, Ted Leonsis, uh, the co-owner of the Golden State Warriors, Peter Guber, and AOL co-founder Steve Case. Um, Rick Fox, former uh, Canadian NBA player, yes, uh, now retired. He was on Walker and Rintoul on Friday, and he now is an actor, but he's also an esports team owner. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew that too. Yeah, he owns his own team, which like I don't like. Do you? How does that work? Do you get like a sliver of the prize money? I would imagine you'd get most of the prize money. I, I would guess that you pay the people to play on your team, and then you take a lot of the like. You'd give them a bonus, but you. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, I, I would assume like each player is going to get like a six-figure bonus. Of yeah, some exactly. Kind. So and the then. Dota team has one person from Finland, one from. 
I don't even know what flag that is. Uh, Jordan. One player from Jordan, one player from Bulgaria, one player from Lebanon, one player from Germany, and one player from South Korea. Sorry, the coach is from South Korea. So I don't know how they put these, put these teams together. FIFA, they just have one dude from Denmark. It's crazy. All the Fortnite players are American. But, yeah, so they obviously – yeah, so I would guess if you're one of these people, you sign with the team and then – you get a certain amount of money, but the team covers obviously like all your expenses and everything like that. Like, let me see this guy. Yeah, so Impact is a guy who's signed with Team Liquid, but yeah, it doesn't really say on here how they get paid or whatever. But nuts. I was on the SkyTrain last night coming over here to record the latest episode of uh, Real Good Sheldon, and uh, every person who was on the train with me was like wearing a Dota 2 lanyard. They just exited the arena. They were wearing all, like, their gamer T-shirts. I was on a train just filled with Sheldons, basically. Kind of sucks that the best video game I was, the game I'm best at is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. It's too bad online wasn't around then. I feel like I could have been oh, one of the... Oh, there for sure would have been a circuit for that. I feel like I could have been one of the best. I legitimately think, like, uh, the original Black Ops, like, I was close. I wouldn't necessarily say world class, but, like, if I had been streaming back then and was streaming my black ops games with with my buddies from college like we would amass a huge following for our gaming skill which we are the stream now is not a, about gaming skill oh like, come at, on don't be all. modest I, well <laughs> what but, you mean uh, your gaming stream that's called go off kings is uh... <laughs> that was featured on the twitter feed from sunday night football yeah except they cut out me and chris and added music so you can't even hear us but i guess it's because i was like cursing how did they cut uh, you out though? How like they just they just changed the aspect ratio so it's just like a square base because uh, I was on one side and Chris was on the other side so they uh, just kind of cut it so. Um, well, it's still your created player with your name on the back. It, and Jesse was the other create. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna do another one of those games soon, I think, because uh, that was oh, that was the computer playing. That was not me playing. That was just the computer playing. So and of course, uh, just to reiterate, because I feel like anytime we talk about football games, it must be said. The greatest of all time is still to this day. Absolutely. NFL 2K5. 100%. I would maybe vote for uh, the original NFL Blitz. I was going to say NFL Blitz for me. Yeah. But 2K, was, in terms of like simulation football, mm -hmm. 2K takes the crown easily. Madden fucking sucks ass, Which but it's like, like the only option. I'd say probably then the most, one of the most devastating like players you could be in like sports video game history is Clinton Portis. Yep. In 2K5. Yes. Just yep. outrageous. You yeah. never... He, the, he could not be stopped. The best Madden player of all time was Mike Vick. The year yeah, he was Michael on the Vick, cover. the year he was on... Yeah, it was 05, I think. He, he, it might have even been earlier, but whenever it was, like, he... You could just run, like, every oh, that was single Ray play. Lewis, 2005. I think it was, like, 2003 or 2002, even. It may uh, have been 2002. No, 2002 is Dante Culpepper. 2003 okay. is Marshall Falk. 2004 is Mike Vick. Okay, 2004. Just so, off by a year. Wow, Vince Young was on the cover one year? That's hilarious. Jesus. But, um, yeah, so, so Mike Vick that year was, like, you could literally every single play just run the ball with him and score a touchdown like <laughs> if it you was search so up easy madden 2004 it literally says michael vick and madden 2004 was not fair is one of the first youtube searches let's just yeah. watch here see how it Games. uh no oh. he's running back he's on his own five he's heading over to the right sideline there's nobody in front of him he's just too fast oh you, just you, taken oh. out at the 35 
all you had to do was just run like a sweep. You'd sweep out left to right with Vic, and he was unstoppable. Nine times out of ten. Spectacular. Yeah, it yeah. looks like the way that the, the clips they're showing here, it looks like that they ran a sweep every play, and then it was like if the defense played the sweep, that would leave someone open to pass. And if they didn't play the sweep, then you just run, and you gain a shit ton of yards. <laughs> was that the beginning of the end for him? When did, no, I guess 2003... That's or two thousand four. Well, Madden two thousand four would have come out in September of two thousand three. Yeah, that's still. I feel like the Madden curse was in full effect at that point, but obviously his downfall. Well, they never could have assumed that came, the Madden curse would further. be. Would well, be, that's uh, because in Madden two thousand no Madden two thousand five, one of the uh, the cover athlete was one of his dogs. <laughs> Well, you just said Ray Lewis. That in 2005 one of the was Ray Lewis. Okay. So. Yeah, so even worse, really. Yeah, dogfighting into uh, murdering. Um, but that, again, is years away from there. Uh, I guess Ray Lewis, when did he do that murder? I don't know. Before, oh, way before that. Wasn't it? Wasn't it was he like, in college? It was like right, no, it was like right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Regardless. Well, do we have a clip of the week? Yeah, let's we do sure do. Yeah, and it, we had to dig deep into the archives this week. Real deep, in fact. Uh, to find uh, something that we had not used before. This one uh, comes to us from the Canadian Open. I believe it was the Canadian Open, yeah? Uh, yes, this is from the Canadian Open at Glen Abbey. Uh, a reporter tracks down. Uh, so the Glen Abbey is, is shutting down as a golf course, and it's been the, the host of the Canadian Open, uh, I think, like every other year or every two out of three years for the last God knows how long. So it's a storied course with a storied history for the Canadian Open, which is one of the oldest golf tournaments, by the way. Uh, and uh, Zach Blair, I guess, is a, he's a pro golfer and a noted uh, golf course architecture enthusiast. And so in the way... of architecture in general. Yeah, exactly. Just it, beyond even golf courses. Yeah, he's a big IM pay head. And uh, <laughs> so, he's, uh, so he's get, he gets tracked down by a reporter who asks him his thoughts on the, on the closure of Glen Abbey from her but speaking of twitter you're very active on there a golf course architect connoisseur i guess we could call you so give us uh, kind of the lay of the land of glen abbey it's the last year that this tournament's gonna be played here a lot of history here but what do you make of the architecture here yeah um you know it's okay i mean the course is in really good shape which is always nice <laughs> yeah uh, uh. Ah. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, the golf course is in great shape. You know, I love that. Like, well, they, yeah. they cut the grass real good. You know, the I course. Mean, there's no reason to just put it down. I think it has plenty of years left to to run out uh, its days here. But fuck yeah, that's uh, that's some good stuff there. That's a classic. How do I not offend Canada right now? Clip. Yeah. But I mean, but doesn't he doesn't really find a way? You know? <laughs> <laughs> he tries. You, he's searching in his brain. Then he goes, Ah, no, nah, I just got to be honest with the people. It's not. It's not very good. Well, he's got to keep his brand intact, right? Yeah, absolutely. How can I trust him when he takes to Twitter next time to say that the the golf course architecture in Cincinnati or wherever they do the Cincinnati? Yeah, that, I mean that's where the tennis open just was. So that's why I had that down <laughs> on the brain. <laughs> Completely different yeah. sport. Yeah, everyone knows uh, <laughs> the top golfers in the world flock every year to uh, Ohio for the Whoa. Masters in Cincinnati. Why would I think that there would be a great tennis court in Cincinnati either? Well, though, you right? can play, well the U.S., it's all hard courts. So, I mean, that's just pavement. You can put that anywhere. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I get There's They play tennis on pavement? That's what hard court is, essentially, oh. yeah. All right. 
the more you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's not uh, there's no golf tournaments. Like I bet there's a, there's probably like a web.com tour stop in Cincinnati. <laughs> Let me see here. PGA Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio golf courses. Okay, yeah. So there's just uh, oh TPC Rivers Bend. Okay, so that's well, it's 25 miles outside of Cincinnati, but that's TPC courses are really good. So yeah, okay. But it doesn't look like the PGA has ever uh, done no. any events there. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I just had it on the mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Raonic played Shapovalov there last weekend. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and <laughs> Shapovalov <laughs> shot a two under. <laughs> but yeah, but my point was, if the architecture is good, and he's going to give a good critique of it, I got to be able to trust him to to, to to know, oh, he's he's right. It is good architecture. He can't just be throwing out positive reviews left and right every time he's on camera. Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah. I res- no, I'm, I respect it. Yeah, we just got hung up on Cincinnati for like five <laughs> minutes. Hey, man, shout out to the Bengals. <laughs> and Jared Hale, big Bengals fan. Oh, Jared yeah, Hale. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be pleased. I think he's from there. Or he lives He lives in Ohio, but he cheers for the Penguins. I always get confused as to whether he lives in Pennsylvania, but cheers for But no, he lives in Ohio. Yeah. Shout out to Jared and his... Lovely young son, Crosby. Yeah, that's like all if the people in Vancouver who uh, like name their child Lyndon. But I guess right. like an actually good player to name your kid after. Yeah, exactly. Still seems like a bit of a yeah. It's a big time fan move to do that for sure. Well, he said it was his wife's deci- uh, oh, his really? wife's suggestion because I said, "Oh, sure, naming your kid Crosby." He's like, "That was actually my wife thought that might mm. be a cool name." I'm sure he'd love to meet Crosby and be like, "Can you sign my child?" <laughs> yeah. Sign my child's birth certificate. <laughs> uh, get the autograph tattooed on the baby. That's probably legal, right? Yeah, getting babies tattooed is chill. <laughs> well, people pierce their baby's ears when they're like zero. Do, do they? Yeah. That's oh, yeah, fucked up. Yeah, yeah, it's like if yeah. people are worried that their girl looks too much like a boy, then they'll get the they'll get their. That, that's what happened with that. I don't know if that's everyone, but I know my neighbor growing up. They pierced their daughter's ears when she was like three months old because they thought she. Everyone was like, "Oh, what a cute little boy!" And the it's uh, a baby. To, to be fair, the mom was psycho, but she <laughs> was all like, babies they, look the same. Well, they circumcise babies. This isn't any different. That's this is, argu- this is yeah, arguably yeah. less intrusive. Yeah, that's true. I got circumcised. Yeah. So you may as well throw a tattoo on there while you're. Yeah. Da- while you're By the dying. way, I'm so my new thing now is I'm like a militant anti-circumcision activist. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be slipping that into every episode. Sure, now. that's fine. I yeah. Uh, yeah, so I got circumcised. Keep, keep our babies intact. All right, go ahead, guys. I got circumcised and I got uh, Gary Lehman's autograph tattooed on the inside <laughs> of my <laughs> All right, well, we will go from there to, uh, well, let's see what we got in the mailbag. It seems like a lot of good stuff, in fact, but we'll find out in our top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Yeah, we do. We we got some good stuff in the mailbag. And I, uh, I don't know what's... I think it's because I've started posting them early in the morning now. Like, I'll post it the morning because we've been recording during the day uh, since I'm off for the summertime. And uh, Stefan is unemployed and Justin finishes work at uh, 10 a.m. Uh, so we all... Uh, it's been nice to record during the day, but I, I've been doing this thing where I put the question up in the morning and it seems like that's when people are 
Well, yeah. The sharpest. You They're log on at like 11.30 and you're, you get the tweet pops up in your in case yeah. you missed it. And there's still time to write in. So thank you, everyone, for this. We could have done another mailbag episode this week. There were a lot we, of good yeah. ones but this we, week. But we really fucked it up uh, last week by doing it. So we gotta, <laughs> we're doing only three this week. The first one comes in from uh, 2016 Listener of the Year, Yerky21. And, uh, or was he 2015? Because I think we didn't do a 2017. So I think Yerky was 2015 and Tom was 2016, right? Yeah. Is that right? Every no. Have we been doing the show that long? 2017 Listener of the Year goes out to, you know what? All of you. <laughs> It's like that year that Time Magazine was like a mirror. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Time person of the year is you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the real good listener of the year for 2017. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we're going to – if it's my brand, like saying it's everyone is the same as saying it's no one. Yeah, so yeah. I'm saying Thanks, 2017, we're giving it out to zero. No one. <laughs> okay. None of you earned it. All right. Um, okay, no, I'm just kidding. A lot of people flew in for the live show. Anyway, it our matter. 2017 listener of the year was, in fact, Syndrome from The Incredibles. <laughs> uh, Syndrome's pretty dope. Um, the 2017 listener. You're disappointed the year. that he didn't show up in the second one at all. Did he die at the end of the first one? I don't remember. I don't. I think he got like arrested or something, didn't he? Or did, yeah, he, did yeah. he die? Yeah, no, I think he got put in like a super. Didn't prison. they? But they didn't they reference him though in Incredibles too? I think they I did. I was pretty high. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, there was a mouse in the theater, also. Right. Yeah. Exactly. They were they were sharing your combo number one with you. <laughs> uh, okay. This question comes in from Yerky Twenty One, and it's a long one. So strap in. If you're driving, pull over. You're not going to be able to understand this while trying to concentrate on traffic at the same time. Yerky uh, says a thought experiment. How would each of you react in this scenario? Okay. Here we go. The Leafs and Canucks are facing off in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Neither one has broken their drought yet. For Justin or Stefan, you're coaching the Leafs in this scenario. For John, you're coaching the Canucks, but we are coaching against someone else, not each other. We have just received a diagnosis, and you know with certainty that you will die immediately after the game. Given the choice, do you A, coach your team to victory and go down in the record books as a cup-winning coach, or B, coach your team to defeat so that you get to please your own lifelong fan base for eternity before you die? Defeat. Because because when you die right after it, that will, like, you won't be seen as, like, a villain. You know what I mean? It's going to be like, oh, he died right after? That must have been, like... That must that explains why he like fucked up so bad. Like he was having like a stroke or something, and that explains why he fucked up so bad during the game. That's why he just kept rolling lines. One, two, three, exactly. four. One, exactly. two, yeah. three, four. Yeah, because there's no obviously if you do that in the playoffs, like something has to be wrong with your brain. Like there's <laughs> physically something has to be wrong with you. Luckily, we we're never gonna see that or 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 actually like be able to like. Use that as like a real world example. Yeah, uh, you not as a, as a as a Canucks fan. Uh, but yeah, no, I would uh, I would I would throw the game and then because I die right after the Leafs fans. Obviously, they would be like heartbroken, and presumably they'd like me as a coach. They'd be upset that I died, but they wouldn't be mad at me as a coach because it would be like, okay, well he he's dead. We have to respect him. So I think I'd be. I'd be safe there, you know? I think there's a lot going on here. Um, first of all, it's weird. Do you, do you drop dead at the podium? Like, you do... I don't know. the buzzer well, ends, so that's you the just thing. die on the bench? It seems like a very specific time in which you're dying. So, I, that's, I already have question marks there. And then also, uh, how, it, it, 
it's the NHL. There's like four coaches. Like, how are you going to coach the team to lose? Yeah. Like, that seems like a very like a, you're assuming that the coach is the one who wins a game seven. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the only way you could do it would be like obvious subterfuge, like, where like, like I'm playing you, my backup. Yeah, you like play your backup goalie. You keep playing your one line over and over and over again. You, like, if you're the Leafs, you pair up uh, Ron Hainsey and Connor Carrick, and you let them be the first defense pair. Like, you would have to completely sabotage or you take a bunch of bench penalties like you would have to like it would have to be so obvious that you were the one that tanked it that it's almost like you have to yeah like you, you're, you're intentionally telling like multiple lines to go up for a line change at the same time yeah 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 <laughs> too many men all over the yeah, place. Yeah, like it's so weird. Yeah, and then like you <laughs> tell the ref that uh, you know you fucked it, her, his wife or whatever. You know, like you got to do a lot of shit like that. Like it's just a very. I mean, I know I get what he's going for here. It's a very specific scenario. Um, but yeah, I would. Um, I'm. I'm gonna choose the. Uh, I'm gonna choose the glory. I'm gonna choose the win. Uh, and it's very uh, honorable of you. I don't wanna. I don't want the Canucks to ever win in my lifetime. But. Your life is over. My life's over. So, yeah. yeah, I'm happy to go down as a as a winner. My only request is that when they award the Stanley Cup rings in the fall at the first game of the season, they bring my coffin out and they put my hand up and they put the ring on, then they close the coffin and put me back underneath. Okay. It's a fair request, I feel like. I think that's if I we're think, in yeah. this in this insane scenario. But then your body just has to sit there. That's right. Not being buried for like four months. No, no. I want to be buried and exhumed and then buried again. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. I get you. No, I want this to be very expensive. <laughs> sure. All right. Uh, I guess I'm the swing vote here then. Because in this case too, sorry to interrupt, but I would be like a martyr. Actually, yeah. here's what I want. Yeah. Because I've won, right? I've been, I've led mm-hmm. Vancouver to their first ever cup. So here's what I want. I want a statue made of me, but it's literally of me. They just pour bronze on me, make me a statue, unbronze me, put the ring on, rebronze me, throw me in the square there. Uh, well, I think they would bronze every part of you except your ring finger. There we go. Now we see. Now we're <laughs> fucking talking. And then bronze Kay. the ring finger. That makes more sense. Uh, I don't know if you can unbronze something. I mean, you can. If you people are like, I, I need these babies' shoes back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I think, yeah, for sale. One Stanley <laughs> Cup ring, never worn. I am going. Yeah, you can a chisel. You know, you just hammer the chisel, ah, break so. up yeah, the bronze. Yeah. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm also going to uh, take the glory here. I'm going to coach to a victory beca- wow. because uh, I assume at this point in my life I'm an adult. If I'm a coach in the NHL, I have uh, you know elevated, uh, ascended beyond having uh, cheering allegiances. I'm in. I'm in it for the love of the game. I'm a mercenary. I take my skills anywhere. And Toronto has happened to be the place that wants to pay me the most to coach. So I will honor my contract right to the bitter end. And also, yeah, I want to go out coaching a winning team. I'm not going to intentionally kill myself before I die. That's, that's I'm going to tank my own legacy. Now, of course, he did present that my hometown would salute me as a hero forever. But I think history at large would look at me as a complete fucking chump. That just blew this golden opportunity forever. And I'm going to take the glory even further than you, John. I think because of the fact that I've just coached this team to a victory. And it's Toronto, which of course like wants to put all of its shit 
into the Hall of Fame and, you know, have all the trophies named after it and all that stuff. I would assume that they would rename a pretty important trophy after me because I just died immediately afterwards, right? Like, yeah. I feel like that's a pretty fair way to honor my legacy is that, like, Yeah, I don't think anyone knows who Jack Adams is like the, anymore. Yeah, let's, as well let's, let's get rid of the Con Smythe. Yeah. Let's get rid of the Con Smythe. Sure. It's the Justin Morissette trophy now. And uh, <laughs> that'll be my legacy beyond just the Leafs getting the cup win. Man. And plus, I'll be dead. So, you know, it's fine. This is my favorite scenario we've ever had on this show because the yeah, Leafs win good. the cup and Justin dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like two of the things I want most. It's like two of my top five. <laughs> Just kidding. Obviously, I would never want you to die, JMO. Okay, what's the next question here? Let me pull it up. Great answers, all. But I, I also want to say, building on your idea about the ring, I want, <laughs> I want specifically when they unveil what the cup-winning ring looks like, I want all the diamonds on the ring to form uh, an image of my own face. Oh boy, that's gonna have to be a big <laughs> ring. <laughs> the ring the it's gonna be could, the, the diamonds could like hang off. I was just gonna say yeah. it would be the first ring in history where the <laughs> diamonds come down on the ring finger; they just hang <laughs> off. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I meant by it being a big ring because you it's yeah your face beard. your face takes up a lot of of yeah, space yeah. with the beard considered, and you have a big head. I get you. Yeah. Well, how big is your hat again? Uh, uh, three quarters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So mine's five eighths. Are your three quarters too, Stefan? I think so. It actually might be a bit bigger. I'd. I'd Man, have to, we all have giant heads. We do. Yeah. I mean, I I wear I wear like the dad style baseball yeah. caps. So I don't Which is weird that they look good on you, considering you have a big head. Yeah, like, I can't find well, those. I can't find any that look good on me. Like so that. the issue is that the snapbacks go like even higher, so it makes my head look like a cone head. Uh-huh. Whereas those ones, I can pull them all the way down. And it makes me look like I have like a normal sized head. Fair. Yeah. See, like I can't find ones that make like when I Typically I find when I wear a dad hat. Yeah, well, I find when I wear a dad hat, it just makes my head look even bigger because it just doesn't fit. Like the brim doesn't make it all the way. Yeah. Like the brim no. starts like back here. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think it's because I have like a thin head. It's just like big at the top. So I, maybe that's why. But Could just be because yeah. you look sick as well. Yeah, that's true. I did. Yeah. I Could be part of it. I mean, he's yeah. going to die after the game. Is that's over. true. Yeah. No, Stefan's staying alive. Oh, no. You die no matter what I thought. Oh, you're right. You're yeah, right. No, I'm dead. Yeah, I'm we dead. all died. Yeah. It's the final oh. destination. Yeah, okay. Sorry, I forgot. Okay, next question comes in from uh, C at Now You See Me. And uh, there was an article that, or uh, a tweet that went around this week that was a photo of it looked like a hockey news article that uh, talked about what all yeah. the uh, NHL teams. No one can know for certain because that would require reading the hockey news. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ken Campbell didn't tweet it, so I wasn't sure. But yeah, so it was. It just talked about what every team does with the hats that are collected after a player scores a hat trick. And so uh, there, it turns out that there are a lot of teams that uh, that actually offer the hats to the player yeah. that scored the hat trick goal first. I, I was actually heartened to see that Vancouver just holds them in uh, lost and found for like 45 days afterwards before yeah. eventually giving them to Yeah, a lot of them give them to charity. Some of them throw them out. But uh, I would be a lot more uh, inclined to throw my hat knowing I could go get it back afterwards. Well, there you go. Now hats you cost know. like 45 yeah, bucks. Yeah, oh yeah, throwing a hat's no good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then it was really weird. Uh, the Anaheim Ducks uh, give them to the SPCA to use in their incinerators to help stoke the flames when they kill the pets, which I thought was extreme. <laughs> but um, 
the uh, the rest of the teams they usually yeah. do nice things with them. And Ryan just... Kessler shovels them into the oven himself. Yeah, absolutely. That's why he joined the. He's like, I'm only going to the Ducks or the Sharks, but preferably the Ducks because there's nothing I like more than a dead dog. Um, all right. Uh, that's how I feel about Ryan Kessler. I feel like he likes the only pets he enjoys are dead ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so C asks a question. If you were a player on a team that lets the players keep their hat trick hats and you somehow scored a hat trick, what would you do with your hundreds of newly acquired hats? So this is assuming you don't play for Carolina where they're like one person who knows yeah. what a hat trick is throws their hat on the ice. It's Ric Flair. Well, Justin Justin would obviously wear them all. Not not every single one. Well, I, well I'm going to be in like a thousand hats, right? Yeah, dude, you have a hat made of cork. I got rid of that one. I threw that one out. Because it was like moldy? Oh, it stank. Too okay. sweaty. <laughs> okay. So, I couldn't put it through the wash. You Justin wash just got cork. really tired of people thumbtacking their notes to it. I like that hat. That it was, was a, a really hat. shitty hat. I would. I your would hat bring... taste has actually gotten better. Sorry to interrupt, Stefan, but your hat taste has. has gotten better over the it last has. year or yeah. so. I'd say you haven't bought a bad a hat. I would classify as bad in some time. I, I uh, would. Uh, I should hang the. Uh, I should hang the BB-8 hat somewhere in this room. <laughs> it belongs in the studio. No, it doesn't. It does. The BB-8 hat will cause sickness <laughs> to my family. It's hanging in the Put, house. Putting a pox on your house. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah, exactly. I would go to a hockey game with all of those hats in a bag, and then if there was a hat trick, I would individually throw all of those hats one by one. Just keep them behind the bench? Sort of like the hat, like, you know, like the rain cycle or whatever, like the water cycle, the water loops. It would be like that, but with hats. But it would be me. I would be hopefully on TV, and you would just see me whipping all the hats out, like, one by one. Yeah, but you're a player in this scenario, right? Oh, I'm a player in this scenario? I I thought I was just a guy. No, you're the player. You're the player. You scored the hat trick, so you're... You you're the glo- you got the glory. They come up to you after the okay. game. They go, Stefan, we eat five hundred hats. Then I would go door to door and uh, hand the hats back to each of their owners individually, one by one. Well, that's oh, actually that's very, classy. It's very classy. Yeah. Would you yeah. sign it? How would you find them? Well, I do. I'd, I'd get the team to to put out like a, a bulletin or a, or some sort of like announcement a, a on, on photo Twitter, of on every media. single hat. Claim your photo hat. of each hat. Claim your hat, and then the player, which is me, I would go door to door. I would sign the hat, and I would give it back to each person. It'd be kind of this this good uh, good PR for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. That would take a long time, wouldn't? Shouldn't you just say, "Hey, come to the arena and claim your hat, and then I'll sign it for no, you like one no, day"? D- I'm doing it. I'm doing it door to door. It's going to okay. take uh, three three days. You think you're going to get so. to a thousand houses in three days, dude? That's a, it's well, they all you. they're all going to live like relatively. We'd plan it out. And, I'm, I'm not saying like three days, like eight hours a day. I'm saying like, uh, you know, seventy-two hours straight. Even still, man, thousand houses seems like a lot. I, I think the it. people who you are knocking at their door at like three forty-five in the morning. Oh yeah, well that's not that's are not, not necessarily going to want their. Well, Stefan, Stefan's a star player. That's though. true. Yeah, they, yeah, they accept. Yeah, that. you open the door, you see Stefan there. It suddenly. All your anger disappears. You you love him. You love to see him there. I am going to. So you guys remember uh, Lady Gaga? Uh, well, you know her, but you remember she's famous for like uh, she made that one like dress out of like Kermit the Frog dolls, and then and she the had meat, like the, the meat, meat dress. The meat, meat dress. She was birthed out of an egg at one point. Yeah, exactly. So I'm gonna make a suit out of the hats. Okay. 
So okay. I'll, I would wear that to a game after, but I would make it. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't cut little pieces of the cloth so it looks like a suit suit. It would look like the meat, like the hats would be dangling off of the suit. So it would just be all hats, and they're just all kind of dangling off the suit. And I would wear that. Uh, I would wear that to the game. I think uh, that'd be pretty dope. Okay. I'm, I'm of course, uh, of just a you know filthy rich athlete in this scenario. Yes, right? of course. So I, th- I think uh, what I would do is probably uh, do like the Scrooge McDuck thing, just having an empty swimming pool in my mansion, and I just fill the pool with hats. Well, first of all, yeah. I'm gonna pick through the entire pile. I'm sure there's some great hats in there. And there's probably some seven and three quarter <laughs> hats in there. Well, yeah. that, that might limit my selection significantly if I'm looking for a hats that are good and b hats that fit. Yeah, me. there might be one. Yeah, so yeah, I might find like one or two tops probably because there might be some snapbacks that fit me. Sure. Uh, but yeah, the fitteds that's just gonna be. I mean, you can't. I can barely find my own size if I go to a store that sells hats. Never mind in a pile of hats that somebody's thrown onto the ice. But yeah. Take the good ones that I would want to keep. I'd probably keep like three or four, maybe five, probably six or seven, eight, nine. You're a rich athlete in this scenario, and you're still going to keep people's used hats. 11 or 12, probably. <laughs> That's fucked up. 15, 17, <laughs> 29. Yeah, okay, we get it. Uh, but the rest of them, they're all going in the swimming pool. And I don't, how many hat tricks do you think I'd need to get over the course of the seasons before I could fill that pool up and dive in? Like a I, I would say ten, yeah, pr- a lot. A pool's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It'd have to be a small pool. Wow. Yeah. Also, hats would not be fun to swim in or jump wow. in. Like, they're very rough, and they're like... You clearly don't love hats as much as I do. Well, I mean, I don't you know if that's... You think coins are fun to jump into? I think coins have more of a consistency that you could swim no. through. You're gonna no, f- I, you're gonna splat, I think, smack yeah. your face on the coins. I think with that many coins in there, you're not you're not diving in like it's like it's like Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, does. you wouldn't like, jump into the coins. I guess it'd be more like once you're in, you could get you could yeah. sink into the coins. And as long as they were like clean die. too, because coins coins are filthy. Oh yeah, coins yeah. are way grosser than hats. I mean, those hats are probably filthy too. Very filthy, disgusting. You know. I worked hard for them. I'm going to swim in them. And they got thrown on an NHL ice, which is also filthy and disgusting. Yeah. 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 But, you know. It is what it is. Okay. Number one question of the week. This one comes in from Hey Corviday. How much money would it take for you to allow your entire internet history to be revealed to the public? This includes sites and downloads from incognito mode. Sorry. What's that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see what you did there. Not yeah, Justin kind of already did this for free, so <laughs> I'm not necessarily. Well, we don't know the search history. We know, yeah, yeah, we don't know the search history. We on know the website, but we don't know exactly. But, what and you don't speaking. know like my entire posting history. Yeah, no, yeah, that's everything I've done yeah. for the last, yeah, you Oof. know, twenty years basically now. Oh man, I the thing is for me, I'm, I'm, I would my teaching job would be lost, so. It would have to be at least as much money to cover my lifetime of teaching salary. So that's poof, like a hundred grand. I think you would be like, here's the thing. Yes, there's short term damage to this all coming out. No matter who you are, I feel like. Not that I've done anything particularly egregious. Yeah, I've not, I've not, I haven't done anything that's like a crime or anything like that. Yeah, it's just, you know, the internet was different back in 2004, let's say. 
or five or six or seven. Uh, <laughs> or was it just that you were younger and jacking off way more? <laughs> well, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like being mean on message oh, boards. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah, yeah. You took that a completely different way, which maybe I'm curious now to see what your post history actually is. Not Nothing for me. I just feel like you'd be. Uh, I don't know. My, my porn, it's fine. I'm not, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, my porno stuff is not like yeah, no, I think it's all like relatively normal, but it's it's like you still don't want that like held against you. That's what I yeah. mean. But yeah. you would you you could uh you could, you know, change the culture. Everyone I, would have to like own up to how they've been online. Well, they Who wouldn't are we to judge you. They wouldn't cuz I I would ask for a billion dollars. Okay. A billion. So, a billion dollars. Damn. Why not aim lot. high? Well, if, yeah. if, if if the option is there, I'll yeah, why I'll do it for a billion dollars. I'll true. do I'll, do, I'll get a billion dollars. I'll log off forever. And I'll just go live in a mansion. That's a good plan. Yeah, I'll go uh, live on a private well, yeah, island. A billion, like, yeah, a billion. I mean, that's, yeah, you can go out and buy groceries. And I think the question is like, more like what's Stefan guy? What's the least amount you'd take? I feel nine hundred ninety-nine million. <laughs> The least amount that it would yeah. take for me to reveal my entire posting history, browsing history. It's weird that I've you think you were online. mean or online. Like you say it like you were real mean, but like you're no, pretty probably mean. probably I'm not. I don't think but I But you're a, pretty mean online now. I'm not, am I? Yeah. To you maybe oh, yeah. in a fun way. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just think like you you definitely are not afraid to get in internet fights, I would say. Like I don't know how much different that would look in 2004 to 2008 like should i consult the real good pod at no. gmail.com address I'm not, uh, like i've never take been, a look uh, at this recent exchange you had with a fan of our show <laughs> no, i just said yeah bitch that's a fine way to speak to someone <laughs> I mean, well i don't a, know about that i mean you said a few things that were not not great <laughs> uh you can read that if you want you can reveal that post history if you're so inclined <laughs> i don't care about that i'll do that for free uh that's a that's a taste the rest costs you uh <laughs> I'm not sure how much though. Uh, yeah, I'd say, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, probably like thirty million. That is so. I need to be high. set up though, right? I feel like you guys are. Imagining I don't know that, that I've done anything that bad. That's what I thing. mean. I don't think that your entire lives are going to be destroyed. I don't think that I've ever been like a you know horrible racist or sexist or anything like that. That's going to just sink. Yeah, you me keep in that to end. your private life. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't think I have anything like horrible, but it's like if I'm if the option is there, like oh yeah, the least I would take is a billion dollars. Yeah. Okay. I'm gaming the system here. I just yeah, I don't know. It's like it came up at a time where uh you know, the culture seemed to be like the funniest thing you could do is like the worst thing you could do also, right? Like the the like you know, message board culture was like the funniest person is also the meanest person. And I don't think I've ever been, you know, horrible, but uh, certainly probably said some things I'm not necessarily proud of. Oh, yeah, definitely. Same. Yeah. So, I I don't know. Yeah, Stefan really set the bar high. I feel like $30 million I'd be probably set for, I would hope, life. I mean, I would fucking hope so, too. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be good for a few years. <laughs> yeah, you're not MC Hammer, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blow it all on parachute pants. Yeah. Uh, I think I would do it for like, I don't know. I'd do it for a mil. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, just uh, I don't think it's really going to be that big of a deal. Be like, oh, okay. Like he said some mean shit sometimes. 
Yeah, he does it on the show every week. Exactly. He's looked at some some naked ladies. Does that on the show every week, too. Well, not during. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's about it. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel like mine is that is that bad. I don't know. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would be proved proven yeah, maybe wrong. there's something from like that's what I mean, right? Like it's hard to know. Remember. Yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah, it's a good thing I deleted my live journal. <laughs> that would be uh, that would be not good. Not that there was anything <laughs> bad on it. Just crippling embarrassment yeah, yeah, yeah. would be. Yeah, uh, yeah, not great. That's probably the number one thing that I wouldn't want out there either. Right? Like yeah, it's like poetry not, that I wrote in exactly. high school. Exactly. It's not the bad. <laughs> it's not. It's not the bad stuff in the way you think. It's the like, oh boy, Jenny broke up with me, and I went through a real spiral on Blogspot. <laughs> Uh, okay, well that does it. Let's get, let's yeah. wrap this yeah. bad boy up. I would love. I don't. Yeah, let's all pool together and see what the threshold is to uh, like read John Cullen's Zanga from back in the day. <laughs> Zanga was after my time, man. Uh, okay. I'm too old. I'm too old okay. for Zanga. I definitely had a live journal though, no doubt about it. And it wasn't good. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> it was not. Good. Well, we will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, God, I got to think of something here, don't I? I guess uh, I'm yeah, going to go Yeah, last week with... you chose pastrami. So, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it's I... time to think of something. Someone yeah. asked uh, in the mailbag this week what the best lunch meat was. Didn't we say that? We, we talked about it we last did. week. We, we discussed it last yeah. week. It's pastrami. Yeah, come on. Um, no, Stefan I, picked. I don't think you and I waited. No, I convinced yeah. you guys that it was pastrami. Yeah, I said it was probably some kind of like smoked meat or corned beef or pastrami or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I would go so. like a smoked turkey. Yeah, see, turkey's like, it's okay. Turkey's good, but it's a little like flimsy. Pastrami has some like, it's pastrami's got some meat. Well, like to a it, so Cajun speak, yeah. chicken or something. Cajun, like okay, that's good. But the Cajun is more, it's more about the Cajun. The seasoning. Than the yeah, give it a little yeah, spice. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm going to go with uh, the video game Dead Cells. Oh, yeah. Uh, I haven't actually played it on Switch yet, but I've been playing it again on, on PC, and it's, uh, it's very fun, and I'm, I'm excited to try it on, on the Switch because I'll get it on there at some point. What and, kind of game uh, is it? It's a Metroidvania. Metroidvania, oh. like roguelike sort of thing where you kind of build up your character, he dies, you build him up again, you unlock more stuff each time, and very good, very satisfying combat, uh, very cool graphics. Uh, and I believe the company that made Dead Cells uh, has uh, they they like spread the profits around evenly to all the people who work there. So it's a very progressive company as well. So, yeah. Dead I'm Cells. also going to recommend a video game. I don't know if you recommended this, Stefan, or not. I'm going to recommend Celeste. Um, I feel like maybe I did, but yeah, that's a great choice, John. Thank you. Yeah, I downloaded it for Switch, and it is, uh, it's kind of, it's a platformer in what I, I, I'm learning all these new video game terms like Metroidvania. Apparently, it's in the Massocore genre. I don't know what that means, but okay. I guess it's like taking Masochist and then 
hardcore. Hardcore. I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, and then hardcore pornography. It's a portmanteau <laughs> of those two things. Uh, no, so it's uh, yeah, it's just like a platformer uh, uh, game, and it's got kind of a really interesting story. Just like very different, not what you expect from like a video game as far as the story goes. Uh, you play a character who's climbing up Celeste Mountain uh, to get to the top, and uh, it's uh, yeah, very very interesting, very fun. It's not the type of game I would normally be into, but. Uh, but I like it. It's a very good, pardon me, Switch game, and uh, just about I'm just about beaten. I've just about beat it. So, shout out to Celeste. All right, uh, I'm gonna recommend a film. Uh-huh. Shock of all shocks. Shock of shock. I'm on a hot streak though of just seeing excellent movies lately. There were two I could have recommended last week, and there's two I could recommend this week again as well. Uh, but I'm gonna go with uh, Sorry to Bother You. Boots Riley's debut film, and it's almost one of those, and you're going to like this, John, where the less I say about it, the better. (laughs) Because... Thank you to Boots Riley. (laughs) I I don't... The the story gets so crazy, and it doesn't even really matter the particulars of what it's about, but it's better that you don't know what it's about, because the thrills are kind of watching this thing evolve. All I will say is that it is, like, the perfect distillation and on-screen representation of like the brand of leftist politics that I believe in. Um, So like the plot is just sort of a construct to present political ideas and kind of, uh, you know, workers unionization and that kind of organization. And it still manages to be a hilariously funny movie at the same time. Uh, Army Hammer has a great little role in it where he's essentially playing like Mark Zuckerberg, which is a perfect twist on the the character that he obviously played in the social network or characters, I should say. Uh, And yeah, it's just, it's very, very funny. All of the performances are great. Uh, And yeah, I just, uh, both of my favorite movies of the year this year are first time films from debut uh, directors and writers who wrote their own fe- features as well. So between that and eighth grade, uh, yeah, I absolutely love both of those movies. Do see, especially again, if you are a politically left-leaning person, I strongly recommend that you go see and greatly enjoy. Sorry to bother you. Sounded like uh, sounds like a 2018 Ayn Rand novel, um, but just a movie. No, she's she's about as far on the opposite side. Yes, of the I know, but I just get, mean though. in terms of creating a piece of art to further or to present yeah, yeah. a political view. I guess so. It's just like it's also very funny, and I would never describe Ayn Rand as being that intentionally. Yeah, she's not funny. No, she's true. a horrible, uh, wretched, filthy, vile person. Uh, so. I don't know. I like the Fountainhead. <laughs> you <laughs> you would. I just thought it was an interesting <laughs> book. It doesn't mean that I agree with her politics. It was just it was just an interestingly written novel. Oh, I liked uh, Atlas Shrugged also, but only because I just like trains a lot. There's no way you read all of Atlas Shrugged. Come <laughs> There's on. not a fucking There's chance. There's not a chance in hell. <laughs> I don't even like trains. I don't know what I'm talking about. Atlas Shrugged is the only book that I quit, uh, or I don't usually quit, but like I, where I got, like if I quit a book, it's usually in the first like 20 pages or I'm like, I don't get this. Atlas Shrugged, I quit at, like, page 450. I was, like, halfway through, and I was like, no, I'm done with this one. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Anyway, let's... Uh, yeah, I saw it at the Rio, and what I will say also about the Rio, they have a wonderful concession. Yeah, they do. Sizes and prices built for the people, unlike yep. whatever Cineplex has going on They have there. beer, too. Yeah. And I also want to shout out Tessa Thompson, 
who has been in probably three of my top five favorite movies of the last like eight months or so. Uh, she's in this one. She was also in Annihilation, and she's the female lead in Thor Ragnarok. So, and also Creed. She was in that. That was a couple years ago now, but she's just fucking awesome. So, yeah. Shout out to the Rio. Shout out to Tessa Thompson. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. We recorded live in the Real Good Studios. Our producer Daniel Cazetto is at work, of course, so he is not here to confirm. That your mother did indeed call you Steve, Stefan. She yes. is protesting this. Your father is protesting this. It's bullshit. This is the new Akron pooper for me uh, in that I do not care about it at all. This is the, <laughs> one of the worst storylines we've ever had on this show. No one gives a shit whether Stefan's mom called him Steve or not. I disagree. Except for Justin. Ladies and gentlemen, if you care to get to the bottom of whether or not Stefan's mom did indeed call him Steve... Please uh, write in on the Facebook group to let us know. I feel like the number will surprise it's gonna you, It's going to be an empty inbox. I don't know about that. Uh, if you want to support the show, you can head on over to uh, patreon.com slash realgoodshow, where we are giving you so many reasons to donate this month, including the entire run of the summer of Sheldon. That's right, Real Good Sheldon, where your favorite boys, that would be the three of us, watch Young Sheldon and review every, uh, well, the first six episodes anyways of that show uh, with a comedian guest every single time. We just did it with Jenny Taves last night. Wonderful episode. Stefan talked for almost 20 minutes about the uh, go uh, ghost fellatio scene from Ghostbusters. Yep. I think that alone is reason to donate to the show this month. Never mind the rest of the Real Good Sheldon episodes that we're producing. And, of course, if you donate by August 29th, you yourself can make a guest appearance on the final or perhaps penultimate episode. We will see of Real Good Sheldon, so look forward to that as well. And you can head on over to the blog at realgoodshow.com to find pictures and videos of all of the things we talked about this week. Fellas, before we wrap up, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, no, actually. John? Roast Battle next week if you live in Vancouver, Wednesday, August 29th at Little Mountain Gallery. And of course... As always, I would appreciate it if you live in the Vancouver area and are awake between the hours of 5.30 and 9 in the morning. If you were to tune in to 6.50 on the AM dial, Sportsnet 650's The Starting Lineup, for no particular reason. You're really still going with that, eh? The no particular reason. Well, I don't you have stop, it. You stopped doing it for a I still officially bit. don't have the job. Yeah, yet, no, so. I know that. I just am doing it every week for months on end. So, you know. Yeah. It's one of those. Yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should get you should uh, get the job, man. I hope so. We'll see. Well, you got it's maybe it's time to fucking put some heat on. <laughs> it's been like multiple. Yeah, maybe mi- maybe I mean, take the concepts that I learned in Sorry to Bother You, and put them into work. Organize sure, at yeah. my workplace. Make things happen. That's what you're saying, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Or the Fountainhead, one or the other. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> Until time, next time week. Time to Howard Rourke this shit. I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Be real. Be good. Be real good. McDonald's. Hamburglar. That counts. That counts. That's very close. That counts yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Hamburglar lived in McDonald land. I mean, it's exactly. obvious. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. We were on the same page. Yeah. We'll so. take that as a win. Yeah, I'll count it as a yep. win for sure. Yeah. That counts. Yep. Beautiful. Cool.
We've been nailing it recently. We've been done. Yeah, we've done really well. We're Ever since yeah. you can see each other. Again, yeah, exactly. I, like, I think yeah. it's that. That's the chemistry. We yeah. get. <laughs> I just have to see Stefan's beautiful face when I yeah. just do search the, uh, into his eyes to exactly. realize what he's thinking about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, okay. I, I, we just keep saying exactly. That's a, exactly. Ep- episode 158. Exactly. 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 <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Swinging in the backyard, pull up in your fast car, whistling my name. Open up a beer and you say, Get over here and play a video game. I'm in his favorite sundress, watching me get undressed, take that body downtown. I say, You're the bestest, leaning for a big kiss, put his favorite perfume on. Play a video game It's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, I tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things you wanna do I heard that you like the bad girls, honey Is that true? It's better than I They say that the world was built for two Only worth living if somebody is loving you Baby, now you do Singing in the old bars, swinging with the old stars, living for the fame Kissing in the blue dark, playing pool and wild dots, video games. He holds me in his big arms, drunk and I am seeing stars, this is all I think of. Watching all our friends fall in and out of old pulse, this is my idea of fun, playing video It's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, I'll tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things you want to do I heard that you like the bad girls, honey Is that true? It's better than I ever Only with living if somebody is loving you Baby, now you do It's you, it's you, it's all for you Everything I do, I'll tell you all the time Heaven is a place on earth with you Tell me all the things you wanna do 
Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money. That we know. That we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All, all your names. names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck, Fuck your, your parents. parents. <laughs> Should we thank some donors? Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Oh, that was cool. All right. Uh, this one is, uh, I don't even know. Okay, this is going to be very hard to say, uh, but I'm going to do it. I, I found out I did get Mark Rosine's name right. You so did. That was, so that Ooh. was nice. But uh, this one is going to be a real trick. Okay, so here we go. Thank you to Rebecca Fomanichna uh, for becoming a $5 patron. Thank you Thank to you, Rebecca. Re- it's Rebecca with a V. Rebecca. Yes, okay. Rebecca Fomanichna, thank you for your donation. And Will Hayward uh, just became a $5 patron. Thank you, Will. Thank you to both of you, especially Will Hayward, uh, for having a much easier name to pronounce. You know what? I don't discriminate against where people were born or where they came from or what their names are. You know what? If you have a weird name, I'm all for it. I'm just Rebecca. I'm not even going to attempt. I feel like I would (laughs) offend. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, with that being the case, I'm just going to stay out of that one. That was good. And thank Will Hayward <laughs> once again. Thank, right, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for donating thank this you. month. Thank it's you. been a great month on our Patreon. We appreciate <laughs> all of you, and uh, we're glad you're enjoying the summer of Sheldon. We've got lots of great feedback so far. So make sure you got one week yeah. left, not even six days left when you're hearing this episode to donate uh, in order to be entered to join us for an episode. So and, and this week's Real Good Sheldon might be the best one yet. Yeah, it was Certainly great. the longest. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was great. So tune on in. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Oh, motherfucker! Shit! Shut the fuck up there. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Thanks, Batman. Billy Reed, mate. Watch it, you fucking asshole! Fuck! He's named after Raekwon the chef, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You have some problems, you go emergency toilet for five minutes, urine, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid. I ain't getting this one, boys. <laughs> We're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Consider yourself a pretty good tracker, then, huh? Well, if it's just blatantly obvious and curious where this sucker lived, and so I walked about half uh, half a mile out of my way to sort that out. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry.
Okay, but if you let it get to half by Wednesday, then you pay 20 no, minutes back No, it before. won't get to half by... It, right, by if Wednesday, it's going to be 40, and then on Friday, it'll be 40 Not again. 40, 20. Yeah. It's going to be 20. No. <laughs> it's going to be 20. <laughs> Not half. Half of 80 is 40. But no, listen to what I'm saying. Just fucking play score. Google me, Joe. Everybody Google me, Joe. You see that? I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You know, you know this body. Those horses are back safe at the farm after quite the escapade this evening. They made it through these woods and straight on to Route 2 during heavy traffic. Both of these nuts, cage fighter, both of these nuts rolling to victory by a head over cage fighter. What's the odds of a horse being called modesty? I thought we were going to blur that. No, we were going to blur it, but we thought, no, let's just roll the dice. Our ass is in the jackpot. We don't do something there. It's Antoine Roussel, and it's time for Ride with Bruce, starring me, Bruce. Awkward point. Very well made. Miami. Through all of that, you know, it's taught me how to be a wizard. Well, the improvement will lead to success, will lead to championships. Yeah, I kiss all my kids in the mouth. Don't hate. At home, they call me Big Al, and I have dingers. Yeah, um, you know... It's okay. 